Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillet, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillet Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillet website at www.spillit.uk. It's another day of Spilly. Hello, people. Thank you so much for tuning in to this little show that I like to call Spill It. Spill It is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share some inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire others, and help people learn something new. This episode is no different. This is episode 69. We've done 69 of these bad boys. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It's episode 69. Bring it on. And Marie joins us at 7.10pm. So make sure that you're staying tuned for that because it's going to be a great episode. I can't wait to get into all of this. To be fair, this is like this specific subject about cheerleading in the UK. I never knew existed. So this is going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to be learning something new. And obviously, you guys are going to be learning something new as well at home. So, you know, stay tuned. It's going to be good. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> if you haven't checked out the other episodes yet, you can do. All you have to do is head over to the Spillet website, www.spillet.uk, and you'll be able to see all of the episodes that I have done with some amazing guests so far all 68 other episodes, including the after show party that we did with Dan Sprague and Adam Oakley. You'll be able to catch up on when I have interviewed some amazing drag queens like Miss Sherry Vine from over in the US. You'll be able to check out the interview with the one and only Joey Kramer from the hit 80s film Flight of the Navigator. And also, you'll be able to see the amazing interview that I had with what? Mr. Daniel Franzese? He doesn't even go here. (laughs) You'll be able to catch all of those episodes and more, all the fun stuff over on the website, www.spillit.uk. Make sure that you go and check it out. Deborah, oh, Deborah's joined. Great. Greetings from Scottdale. Hello, Deborah. Thank you so much for joining. It's always nice to see you, Deborah. I, I love it when uh, when you pop by and say hello. It's, a, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Thank you so much. But yeah, there's so much stuff that you can do over on the website. You can connect with all of the guests. So there's little buttons that you can click, connect with the guests, but then also you can support the podcast by, you know, getting direct things to the podcast so you can leave a review or you can click on shop. There's going to be some new merch actually landing very, very soon. Oh, new merch. I can't wait for that. And also, which we're going to get into very, very shortly, the book will be launching and obviously you'll be able to get your, uh, your official book written by moi over on the Spillet website as well. But more of that to come because right now, 
It is tea time. Okay, so let's talk about a little bit of tea that I have got for you on this glorious day. But yeah, so I found an article. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> I don't know what I would do in this situation, in all honesty. But I found an article online. And guys, in the comments, like, let me know what your thoughts would be and how you would react to this. The Horror House. Okay, so... People know that obviously buying a house is a very stressful time and yada, yada, yada. And I was having a look at this article. I was like, I was really, really interested from the get-go. So this house that a couple have bought, and this happened over in America, Danielle Witt and Ben Rocky Harris. Uh, I apologize if I've uh, pronounced them wrong. But they bought a house, which is uh, which worked out the equivalent of £278,000. They bought this house, and then when they started, like, moving stuff in, they heard a little bit of rumours and things like that, and then they did a Google search on the area, and obviously the house itself, and, and etc. And they found... So Danielle was horrified to discover that their new home had been the spot where a Catholic priest carried out an exorcism of a teenage boy in 1949. And it was this exact event that inspired the iconic horror novel, The Exorcist. Legit, these people, this couple, have bought a house in America. And it was the same house that inspired the film, The Exorcist, or the book, and obviously the film, uh, The Exorcist. What That is mind-blowing. What would you guys do? Like, let me know. And if you are watching, if you're listening to this on the podcast, drop an email and let me know. My email address is marcus at spillit.uk. I absolutely love reading your emails. What would you do in that situation? Would you, would, I, I don't know how I, would, how I would react. Do you just kind of leave it? Or do you, like, run for the hills? <laughs> like, I genuinely don't know what I would do. Uh, in the article, it said that the priest had to perform 20 or 30 rituals in order to finally cast out the devil out of the boy. So despite the initial shock, Danielle said she and Ben aren't letting the dark past of the property get to them. She said, you know, demons are not attached to locations. They're attached to people. They're things that wander. I feel somewhat ridiculous even saying this, but thinking about it and thinking about how is a demonic possession was like, well... Demons don't usually attach themselves to houses. And frankly, the way that I view it is that, you know, my house has odds of a demonic possession that are just as equal as anybody else's house. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I mean, she's a bra braver person than, than I am. I don't know if I would... I don't know. Gideon Allen has commented saying, who are you going to call? Apparently a priest to do... An exorcism, an exorcism. That's apparently who you're going to call, Gideon. And Simon says, I guess you got to read the book for research purposes. Yes. Um, so I'm going to have to get the book and I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> do some research purposes. But just, purely just for research purposes, of course. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have to get this book. Uh, I'm going to have to like have a read through uh, and, and find out what, like what, 
well, it'll be really cool. It'd be really interesting to find out, like the comparisons of. So these events had inspired the book The Exorcist. Uh, the Exorcist. Um, it'd be really interesting to find out what was what's the same and what was changed. What was kind of over exaggerated. I mean, is it just the fact that the priest went to the house and, and did the did twenty to thirty exorcisms or whatever that just ex- inspired it, or were there actual things that happened within the book? actually happen in real life um if you guys know if you, if you guys want to find out then drop me uh drop me an email and let me know i'll gladly read that out on air uh, on the on a future show so yeah and also as i said at the top i have now a few weeks ago i announced that i've been writing a book and then i changed directions with this book i i started it off as like a, a self-help book and then I was reading the self, uh, I was reading it back to myself and I was like, I don't believe a word that I'm saying. (laughs) I was like, how am I supposed to do a self-help book if even I don't believe in the things I was writing? I was like, well, you know, oh, you know, changing the way that you think and, you know, putting a positive spin on certain stuff and all that. And it's obviously stuff that I believe in, but I don't live like that. And so what I did was change the book the book's now becoming more of a memoir if you will so i'm going to be writing down things about that's happened in my life with the hopes that it would inspire people out there who may have gone through something similar and that's where the positive is positivity is going to be so the book title has changed to a little bit of positivity and i have obviously started the the whole book all over again and hopefully by the end of this year i will have my first copy done then obviously I've got to send that off and get it looked at and proofread and all of that lot. So yeah, if there's any proofreaders out there, let me know. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll gladly send you a copy of my uh, of my book. But that, ladies and gentlemen, was my tea for today. <laughs> Okay, so it is that time now. Maria's been waiting very patiently in the back, ready to come out. Uh, she's l- listened to me ramble on about exorcisms and a book. <laughs> and, my, and then my book. Obviously, The Exorcist was the book, and then obviously my book. But she has been waiting very, very patiently, and she is here tonight to have com- have a really good conversation with me and hopefully teach you guys who are listening to this and watching this at home, something new. Here she is, is the lady of the hour. It is Marie Taylor. Hello, Marie. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Out of interest, what would you do if you found that your house was oh, uh, was actually, <laughs> there was exorcisms there in that house? What would you do? Sell it and run. Yeah, Yeah, 20 to 30 exorcisms to get to finally rid the devil out of this book. And I think, you know, obviously the devil just didn't want to leave. And I think as much as obviously the the owner is saying, oh, no, but demons don't possess houses. They they possess people. And I would beg to differ when it comes to watching horror films. I've watched enough horror films to know that that demon stays in that house. <laughs> I'd be gone. I'd be like you. I'd be yeah. gone. Yeah, I'd be gone. 
<laughs> but enough about demons and, and and all of that lot. You know, no offense to the demons who are yeah. listening to this out there. You know, no offense. <laughs> I don't want to cause any uh, any offense to you guys. Uh, but we're going to move away from demons and we're going to start talking about cheerleading, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Amazing. But before we do that, there is a little game that I want to play. Cool. Are you ready to play a game with me? Yeah. Let's, go Let's for do it. it. It is this or that. Okay, it is dead easy to play this game. All you, oh, there's a pun there. Dead easy. <laughs> I'm all about the Halloween puns. It's, it's my favorite time. Um, so it is a dead easy game to play. All I will say is, would you do this or would you do that? And it's as simple as that. You just got to give me the answer of, uh, of would you do this or would you do that? Okay. Sound, sound easy enough? Yeah. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Okay, guys at home, if you are watching this live, make sure that you flood the comments with what you would choose, either this or would you choose that? It is up to you. Just make sure that you are joining in as well at home. You don't have to. You could just be listening. But make sure that you are joining along as well if you can. You know, some people like to just listen to this while they're cooking. I don't know. It's up to you. But yeah, feel free. Uh, okay, here we go. Number one, a shower or a bath? Bath. Oh, nice. TV shows <laughs> or movies? TV shows. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. TV shows. I, I get bored with a movie quite quickly if it's not... Um, yeah. If it, if it doesn't grab me straight yeah. away, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Breakfast or dinner? Oh, Dinner. Oh, I think there's there's more options when it comes to dinner uh, than breakfast. Yeah. Normally, I just have cereal or a banana. It's one of the two. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah, it's, it's more simple. Dinner, yeah. there's, more, there's more you can have for dinner, definitely. Yeah. Facebook <laughs> or Twitter? Facebook. Yes, I still don't get Twitter. I'm, I'm trying. Oh, I've never used it. <laughs> I have Twitter. So for those people who are at home, if you you know want to follow me on Twitter, you know cheeky little plug here. It's spill it underscore Marcus, and you can find the link on the website as well. But yeah, I, I don't know how to use it. I've tried. But... <laughs> no, yeah. Um, WhatsApp Messenger or Facebook Messenger? Uh WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, I agree. Freedom or hope? Oh, um, hope. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Snow White or Cinderella? Um, Snow White. Yeah, I think Snow White was more independent. Than yeah, she's yeah, girl power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sitting or standing? Sitting. Yes, definitely. Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy or drama? Comedy. Warm weather or cold weather? Cold weather, because you can wrap up warm. In the warm weather, you're too hot. I mean, it said hot. It said warm weather, not hot weather. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, but... I'm going to go with like the what it blatantly says there, which is warm <laughs> weather. If it's warm, we're good. If it's hot weather, I'm like, no, I'm out. See you later. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Pasta or pizza? Pizza. Yeah, good choice. Who has to go <laughs> pizza? Yeah. Online shopping or in-person shopping? In-person shopping. Good, yeah, you got to support those businesses, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, your final one, singing or dancing? Oh, oh, uh, dancing. Yeah, if you would have said singing, yeah. this would have been a very quick yeah. interview. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, we have got quite a few people who have joined in with the this as well. We have got Deborah who chose shower over a bath. So, yeah. Fine. Simon Ball, TV shows for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then he also did say uh, you could also have dinner for breakfast. Because he's a weirdo, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Simon Ball <laughs> equals weirdo. <laughs> Deborah has said uh, Facebook over Twitter, of course. Deborah okay. also said that she had breakfast for dinner. Okay, mm. yeah. Okay. And then she prefers the warm because her warm weather uh, is different to ours because obviously she's over in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Over across the pond, somewhere else, over over yonder. (laughs) Love it. And then Simon's just put now as well, ha-ha, have dinner for breakfast and tell me it's not amazing. Depends what he's talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, it all depends on the dinner. And unfortunately, (laughs) Simon, I'm not prepared to deal with this right now. But that was This or That. Lovely. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was good. Good, good, good. It's just a nice little icebreaker anyway, just to <laughs> set the tone for the evening. Um, but I, obviously, we've spoken previously. We've we've spoken mm-hmm. quite a lot, uh, obviously, about your social media, etc. Yeah. But there will be people out there who don't know who you are, who have never spoken to you, and yeah. the question on their lips will be, who the hell is Maria Taylor? <laughs> okay. Um, so, I am... Oh god, I'm a cheerleader. See, from um from Bournemouth in the UK. Um, started cheerleading at 13. Uh, my mum thought it was just gonna be like a thing that I did that was just gonna blow over, but apparently not because I'm now 25, and um recently just stopped actually, but I'm still involved in it in uh, different aspects and stuff. So obviously it wasn't just the thing that blew over, and I just carried on. Um, I say on and off though because I had children. So, but. Yeah, so that's nice. Well, so you said that you started it at 13 years old. So was was this something that you actively wanted to get involved with or was it something that your mum had wanted you to get involved with? So it was me. Uh, It's funny that, like, the name of this, because I watched Bring It On, (laughs) as in the film, and uh, wanted to do it, didn't think it was a thing. I found a loads of cheerleading um, squads like in America and I was watching it on like YouTube a lot and then I eventually found somewhere that did it over here and that was it I went to my first class and I was sold and I was done and I've been obsessed ever since and anyone who knows me as a friend would know I don't stop talking about it it's constant (laughs) so yeah it's yeah it was a me thing um tried loads of other things beforehand like gymnastics um street dancing dancing it just they were great, but they just didn't, they weren't quite cheerleading. It wasn't quite the same thing. I love that. Uh, so you had seen these films or mm-hmm. TV shows over, like obviously that were filmed over in America, yeah. where cheerleading is like, it's huge over there, let's be honest. It is yeah. absolutely huge. Like oh you God. see it on TV shows and films where it's like the high school uh, setting and like all the girls need to like want to be on the cheerleading team and yeah. they're like the popular people and all that lot. So I, I I can get it over like over there because it's mm-hmm. been very very prominent. But in the UK, like where did you even begin to even try and find something somewhere in the UK that would do something like this? I googled it. Literally, was just like cheerleading in Bournemouth and just um... just to interject. 
we have to stop this interview right now because at 13 years old you googled mm -hmm. i'm not <laughs> I, no i can't my brain can't my brain can't function with people being that young and being able to google like my brain is still dial-up connection <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I was in an ICT lesson at school probably meant to be doing my work wasn't doing my work obviously <laughs> and was just like chilling in Bournemouth and clicked on the first one I found and joined a team that is no longer running anymore but um, then obviously joined other teams following that and yeah it just went from there but I didn't I didn't think it was going to be a thing I thought I was going to type it in and nothing was going to come up but it did and it's grown in the UK I would say in the last couple of years it's got okay. massive massive yeah and I mean um some teams over here do actually compete in America at them in cheerleading worlds competition which is wow. held in America so they can get bids and stuff to go and compete over there so it has become so big over here so what was it about the the cheerleading that really took your fancy? Because you said that you tried dance and things yeah. like that as well before. And I would say, like, in my head, cheerleading, it could be quite linked well with dance, but you mm -hmm. didn't really gel with dance and it was more the cheerleading. So what was it What was it about the cheerleading that really took you? Um, stunting. So they get to throw people in the air. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> like, um, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chucking people in the air on all these cool like tumbles, tumbles like flips and stuff. But you know that's why I went with the gymnastic thing first and the dancing thing. But it just still wasn't didn't right quite click. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's just it's different. It's so different to explain. I mean, I guess the cheerleading, the dancing side of cheerleading. So like the dance sections, I'm actually really bad at. <laughs> so I'm more of the like throw people in the air and catch them kind of person um but yeah it was that it was the stunting side and there was nothing else quite like it and it kind of it does combine dance it combines dance and gymnastics mm -hmm. um together uh it was combining all of that into one like routine that made me want to do it so cheerleading as you say is is becoming bigger uh in mm -hmm. the uk and that's is that just over the last few years i mean i would say say in the last five years maybe it's become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger but in the last say three years there's been lots of teams like even in my area that have got bids like I said to go to Worlds which is held in America which is probably the biggest cheerleading competition you can do um and it's it's just gaining like insanely um and there's it goes from uh so it, there's levels for everyone really you can start at level one it goes from level one to level six um, and you can literally start from level one and work your way up. So if you've never done it before, there's something out there for someone else that's like never tried it. And if you keep progressing, you can get up there and go to worlds possibly. So that's brilliant. Have you, have you so have you said you yourself? Have you been into mm -hmm. one of the competitions? Yeah. So I've I've been to UK competitions. Um, I've done national um, ones. Um, it's quite quite big. Um, myself loads of times loads and loads of loads of different competitions national and regional ones they are insane insane and they are massive and I don't think people realize how big they are but you can have like 14 squads in one category and that's just like and then if you say it goes from level one to level six like one category is like level one and then it's like 14 squads and then obviously all the different categories have different sections and different squads will have different levels as well so like for example um my old team would have a level three team and a level two team 
so depending on your ability um but yeah it, it's mad and it's, it's it's a lot bigger than people think um so one of the biggest competitions is actually held at the BIC in Bournemouth oh wow, um, wow. and people don't know that yeah and that's a big arena like for it to be held at with regards to like because you, you said that it is growing bigger and bigger do you oh, think yeah. that because of like is it is it because there's a more more of a demand for it or do you mm -hmm. think that it's more the fact that it's just gaining visibility with these competitions and stuff i think a bit of both i think it's gaining um visibility and stuff with these competitions and people are seeing it more and seeing it more in the uk and it's been more advertised there was actually a netflix um tv series um i'm not sure if it's still on there but it was um called cheer and it was based in america and talking about american cheerleading but i think that inspired people in the uk to do it and then look for cheer cheerleading squads in the uk um which was amazing um and then obviously then the demand has grown as well because people have seen that and been like oh i want to do this i want to try this and it's something different it's it's i think it's a sport that you can do maybe if you don't like other sports this is something completely different and you might just think you know want to do this and then you get hooked and i think a lot of cheerleaders they get hooked and then that's it they're doing it for like years and years with regards to uh over in america it's obviously the, the mm -hmm. because it's obviously it's more prominent over in america oh, and they they do it in schools as well do you think it'll yeah. be something that uh schools will consider doing in like over in the uk or would I it purely just be like after hours type I hope something uh, schools consider doing it. I know there's a couple of colleges that have already considered doing college um, teams. We also have uni teams over here. So that's a step towards um, schools doing it. We do have, they, they some of the companies that run cheerleading competitions, um, so Future Cheer, and um, I think it is just Future Cheer that do it. So um, they do run school cheerleading competitions separate to all-star cheerleading competitions because obviously they have less time to like put things together um along with uni um competitions and not many people enter them which is quite you know quite sad and sad that it's it's like that but it is growing and like I said a lot of unis now have cheerleading teams so hopefully right, schools right. will pick up on that and yeah, hopefully, because it'd be good to get something like that either in a syllabus mm -hmm. or even just like after school clubs or something like that, mm -hmm. just to keep the kids active and obviously mm -hmm. doing something a little bit different. Because I think, like, I'm trying to think, like, back in school, obviously school's changed so much. I mean, you had Google, let's be honest. You know what I mean, you had Google, I didn't. Um, <laughs> but with with schools, well, I'm trying to think of, like, clubs or whatever that schools have when I was at school. And I think other than, yeah, I mean, you had choir, Mm. You had volleyball for the girls. <laughs> um, you had football for the lads. Um, maybe some schools had like rounders as well. Mm. But I think other than like those, there wasn't really anything like active wise for kids to be involved with. And I think mm. something like something like cheerleading, as you quite rightly said as well, it's it's kind of like a mix between like the dancing and the gymnastics uh, elements as mm -hmm. well. So it, it would be really, really good to to try and get something like that in schools to keep yeah. people active, keep young'uns active. Uh, young'uns, keep young'uns active. It's certainly well old then. Uh, but keeping the young, uh, keeping teenagers active uh, yeah. and doing something that's going to be practical for them and 
you know, they might actually grow to love it. With regards to media portrayal then of Mm -hmm. the gymnastic world, let's say, Mm -hmm. is it accurate? Um... No, <laughs> I, 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 it's not because I think a lot of people still think that they'll be like, "Oh, you're a cheerleader, so where's your pom poms?" Mm. And I'm like, "We don't use pom poms. Like, we we throw them in the air, and it's very all star." And it, um, I would like to say though that like cheerleading is in pom dance cheerleading, as we like to us all star cheerleaders like to call it, um, is still a sport in itself, and I have to respect it, and it's a dance and it's a sport, but um. Yeah, we don't, yeah, I think people get it mixed up and it is very heavy ties, like pom-poms and like just standing on sidelines and not really doing much. But, you know, we can be throwing people 10 feet in the air and catching them again. So, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it needs. To I be- mean, I was like, when you said that, uh, no, we don't have pom-poms, I was like, what? Why are we even discussing this? Because, <laughs> uh, like, that's, that's, the, that's the initial thought that people would have, mm-hmm. that yeah, obviously yeah. when... When you do mention cheerleaders, you do go, oh, give me an L, give me an whatever. And, uh, and you have the, the, the pom-pom. So what yeah. you're saying is that there's basically like two sides to... There is, it. yeah. Okay, okay. So is yours mainly yeah. just like the, the, the somersault type of things? Mm-hmm. And, okay. Yeah, so all-star cheerleading is the somersaults and the stunting and stuff and the competitive cheerleading. And I mean, you can compete in um, pom dance, um, but you can also get sideline cheerleaders that just cheerlead at like obviously like football events and stuff. Um, but yeah, the, the, the cheerleading I do and the cheerleading that um, I try to promote a little bit more is like what you would call star cheerleading, which is the somersaults and the throwing people in the air and stuff. And then, but obviously like pom, pom cheerleading has its place and it's just as good as, as ours. And it can be technically just as hard because for some pom routines, you need to be a really, really good dancer. I couldn't do it because I'm not the dancing side isn't my thing. So, okay, with <laughs> regards to because you said before that your that your mom had thought that uh, this was basically just going to be like a little bit of a phase mm-hmm. and you'll grow out of it. So, from the age of thirteen, how long was you doing it for? Like after that, before you 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 stopped or made it like into like the competitive world, mm-hmm. if you will. So I started competing at fourteen. Oh, okay, um, so straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I stopped at, just, at like, 19, just because I had my – I fell pregnant with my daughter. Stopped at 19, and then I went back when she was four months old. Um, so, yeah, it didn't stop for very long. Um, uh, yeah, so, and then I went back when she was four months old, and then I stopped again to have my son, and then, again, went back when he was quite young. Um, and then recently stopped just because it's just too much. Um, but I'm, I've done a little bit of like helping out with the coaching side of it. So that was a bit different, but that's quite nice. And just still promoting it as much as possible. But yeah, for, for a really long time, I didn't stop until I, yeah, while I was 19. So I was going to ask you about the coaching side of things. Is it something that you would want to like do me? Like what about like traveling to, to schools and promoting it in schools and things like that is it is something that you've ever considered yeah I would love to coach and do something like that um the main uh, barrier for that for me at the moment is getting qualification for that because it costs quite a lot of money and there's no real funding for it um so that's the main barrier on it uh but yeah that is something that I've looked at and that's why I've been like helping out here and there when I can with people that I know but that's the good thing about being part of it cheerleading for such a long time is that I've met a lot of people 
to be able to do that so yeah that's definitely something that I look into my daughter now does cheerleading as well because oh wow <laughs> she she was brought up basically um there would be training sessions when I was younger that I couldn't wouldn't have been able to make because of uh, childcare issues and my coach would just be like well bring her with you um so she was brought up running around my gym like my cheerleading gym watching me watching me at competitions and then obviously she was just like that's what I want to do and so she started off with gymnastics actually because she was too young and then this year just started cheerleading so are there that you may or may not be aware of are there like different cheerleading clubs associations or whatever like up and down mm. the country mm-hmm. yeah yeah there oh. are um it's 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 massive so um there are some real big clubs and there's um also there's three different um I don't know what you would call them but like companies that run the competitions um so you've got BCI um which is British Cheerleading Association and then you've got future cheer and then you've got icc i don't know what that stands for <laughs> but if you type the icc cheerleading on google you'll probably find what it stands for <laughs> they're your free main that run competitions um i think there is another one but i i don't know what they're called and uh, yeah again there's there's just around my area we've got two main cheerleading teams um and then you travel a little bit further and there's there's another one and there's another one and there's another one so yeah. So if um, if parents wanted or or yeah, parents or guardians or whoever wanted um to maybe get their son or daughter, because you know mm-hmm. we, we yeah it doesn't discriminate. Um no. so if they wanted to get their son or daughter into something like this, what would be like the best way that they would go about it? Um social media probably is to look it up on social media like or even like just typing like onto Facebook, cheerleading in wherever area you're in, and you will probably find at least one team near you, or maybe even two. Um, and then just email them, contact them, and be like, "Such and such is interested in doing cheerleading. Do you have spaces on your team?" And normally teams roll out all year round. We'll have spaces all year round on certain levels of their like certain teams because uh, normally they'll have that each program will have more than one team running so they'll just be like well we've got space in this team we've got space in this team what kind of experience do they have normally um most teams will do tryouts for cheerleading in normally like in the summer ready for the september um but obviously that doesn't mean you can start halfway through the season um because see a uh, cheerleading season runs from like or like september to july and then normally your summer is kind of like your tryouts and getting ready for like the next season but I've known loads of people that start halfway through all the time it happens all the time people want to be like oh I want to join and there's always spaces so yeah is it difficult what to join like midway uh to to do the cheerleading side of things it can be um you have to be really willing to learn and really willing to just get stuck in the only way um, you're going to get through it is is just do it and there's stunts that you'll be like oh my god like really daunting and you'll look at it and be like that looks really hard and it probably is quite hard but the only way you're going to do it is to just do it and just do it and do it and do it and you, you'll get taught ways that safe so like if you, for example you are you are going to drop people at the start but you're going to catch them so you're going to drop them but you're going to catch them 
like before they hit the floor and you'll get taught that and there'll be spots and don't be scared of it I think that's the main thing is to just go in there and be like I'm just gonna do this I'm just gonna do it teach me how to do it I'm just gonna roll with it and do it it's hard um definitely have you ever doubted yourself to a point where you felt like you you needed to stop yes um straight up I will talk about a a uh, moment where we were very near competition and uh one of our stunts got uh, rearranged and pulled around a little bit and I stepped out to be like this person is better at me I she needs to go in and sell on me I made that decision for the team because I was like this isn't working with me as as this role um and I I, I actually I, I cried at a training session and my coach pulled me to one side and he was like if you want to do this, I will work with you. But the reason you're on this team is because you're a team player and you've just proven that by being like this team, like we're so close to competition. He was like, that's why, you know, you don't quit because because this isn't working. He was like, this would work if you had another couple of months, but we've got competition in a week. And the reason you're on this team is because you're a team player and you've just proven that by being like, this person needs to be in this spot and I need to step away. Um, but yeah, that was a point for me where I was like, I can't, I, what's the point of me cheerleading? Um, you know, I just went back and was like, no, I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe, not even just with cheerleading, but with just um, with doing a hobby in general, something that they feel really passionate about, but they've kind of started doubting themselves and feeling like they should quit? Oh gosh. Um, think about um, why you started. Think about why you're there. Think about why you do it. Think about if you quit, would you really be happy quitting? Like, would it make you happier to quit, um, or would you actually just be miserable and miss doing what you're doing, but quit because you're finding it hard? Um, because if you think you're going to be miserable quitting, then why are you quitting? Exactly. I really good words there thank you so much mm -hmm. for sharing that i want a couple of stories from you now i okay. want uh in the cheerleading world from yourself no question yeah. number one what was your proudest moment um oh god probably competing for the very first time with a team called um Dorset Dragons, again, are no longer a team because that was probably my first biggest moment as an all-star cheerleader because when I first started cheerleading, started competing with the team beforehand, um, we weren't very competitive. We didn't compete much. And this was my first kind of big competition, like massive national competition. Um, I think I was 17. Um, yeah, and that was my biggest, my the first time I'd done a national competition. So that was probably it, that one right there. Second story then, what would be an embarrassing story that you might have with regards to cheerleading? Oh God, I don't know. Um, okay, so I'll go with this one. Uh, so cheerleaders underneath their um, skirts, well, they'll normally wear skorts, so they have the shorts on underneath. Um, my old uniform never used to have that. You used to have to wear like hot pants underneath like the skirt. I went onto a competition floor without the hot pants on underneath the skirt and ended up basically flashing to the hole of the arena. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
Oh no, I would have yeah. just died there and then. I would have literally just, that would have been me just done. I would have been like, just drop me. <laughs> just <laughs> throw me up and drop me. I'm fine. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, Deborah's put a really good comment as well for uh, cheerleading, what it is now. So uh, this is a two-part comment, actually. So the first part was, back in the 60s, cheerleading was a popularity contest. And now cheerleaders are accomplished athletes with gymnastic skills and dancing skills. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because we all cheer each other on as well now. So like, we'll cheer other teams on. We're literally, you could be stood in the wings and there's a team just about to go on before you and you'll be like, good luck. And they'll do the same to you. And you cheer them on from the wings. Like, we cheer each other on. We're competing against each other, but we're stood in the wings, like clapping for them and stuff. It's, yeah. Love it. Yeah. If somebody wanted to, or if somebody was thinking about getting involved like themselves, like yourself, yeah. like a little bit older, whatever, is it still possible for people to get involved with? Yes. So there is um, teams, master teams, which are like, I don't know what that goes from. I think that might be 18 plus. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so, and a lot of that is a lot older people. Some, some cheerleading teams have what they call their cheer mum team. So it's the mums that are put together their own little routine and they'll go out and compete it um we also have over 17 teams um there's also non-tumble teams so there's teams for cheerleaders that can't do like all the flips and stuff um but they do still do the stunts and the dance sections um and normally they're over 17 teams because they're teams for people that like want to start at this age but they've never had the gymnastics experience um, but they still want to do the stunts and they still want to do the other bits. So, yeah, there is, it's still possible. And um, like I said, obviously, uni teams, a lot of uni teams, their cheerleaders have never cheerleaded before. So, and that's different. But, yeah, it's definitely possible. If somebody was thinking about maybe getting involved, but they wasn't sure really how or what to do or who to ask or whatever, um, or just really doubting themselves and thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because you know whatever what advice would you give to that person oh gosh um just do it <laughs> i know that sounds really like um it's it's just so you've just got to you've just got to put everything else to i got like a lot of people took the mick out of me for doing cheerleading because it still wasn't noticed as a sport when i first started and they were like oh why is you cheerleading her and i had to just be like do you know what yeah i am and i spent a lot of my teens doing it and a lot of you know a lot of my friends would be like mm. they had this little phrase like oh marie can't because she's got cheerleading i mean it was normally true but like um yeah you won't regret it everyone on cheerleading teams are really friendly as well like they become like your family like literally some of them i still talk to like all the time and i've known them for years and some of them are younger than me and we we get on really really well so i think it's, it's i know it sounds really bad to just be like just do it but I, there's no other way around it really just get yourself out there and just do it. What's next for yourself? Will you eventually go back uh, once again? Or would you more be looking at the coaching side of things? Or would you even be wanting to kind of set your own stuff up? I really, really, really would like to set up my own cheer squad, if I'm honest. If I had the money and the time and the qualifications, that's where I would go with it. And I won't give, I'm not going to give up on that just yet. Um, but I don't know. I would love to compete again. It's just a difficulty of finding a team that suits me at the moment in my area. Um, but yeah, coaching, I, I really would love to coach or something. I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm not, I've not steered away from it completely at all. Um, obviously I'm still 
you know I'm I'm in it with my daughter now as well but I think the ultimate goal has always really been to start my own cheer squad uh but you know that takes time we'll get there definitely I'm sure you will do as well and you'll have to keep us updated Mm -hmm. to let us know if uh if it if it all works out in the end which I'm sure it will do we uh we do like some success stories here at the uh spill it HQ so make sure that you do keep us posted with it as well is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like the opportunity to discuss now? Um, just that, like, cheerleading can be for all abilities, really. They also have, um, I should probably mention this, some teams do, like, disability teams. Um, so I don't know what it's called, but it basically, so all abilities, all kind of, like, they have cheerleading teams of people in wheelchairs and stuff like that. Um so it's just to put it out there that it's it's for anyone and everyone and for the boys as well. We need you. <laughs> so if we're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't, it's, a, it's a girl thing. I don't want to do. We 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 actually need the guys for for, for the strength and for the lifting. And it is actually you know it's a good sport and it's a good thing to be doing. We, there's a lot of co-ed teams out there, um, and yeah, I this just just it's something that everyone can do, whether you've done it before or you're not and all abilities really like I said it goes from level one to level six so if you've never done it before just start at the bottom work your way up if people wanted to find more information on uh cheerleading in their mm-hmm. area um or wanted some more information from yourself where yeah. can people find that um uh, it depends on the the area it's mostly social media I do um have a YouTube channel actually um Maz Taylor has a cheerleading section on it where I talk about everything from tryouts to nervous nerves at competitions to how to get over all that kind of stuff to levels of explain things I answer questions about it on there um but yeah I think I do want to just give a shout out to a team in my area um so aces cheer um who are rebuilding themselves so they started off really good really well um and they're rebuilding themselves currently um so if you're in the bournemouth area and you want to do cheerleading just put a cheeky little uh, thing out there and cheeky little plug for you there yeah, cheeky little hug for uh, aces cheer um yeah uh it's more just social media is your is your place for cheerleading i think to try and find it hey maybe you should start a podcast yeah maybe maybe start a podcast or start your own little show get it like going on yeah. and then getting loads of people who are in the cheer committee and mm-hmm. hey that'd uh, that'd take off if you need a producer you know i'm uh i'm handy at producing so you know hit hit, hit a yeah. fella up <laughs> it'd be good I, I reckon that'd take off to be fair especially with it grow, uh, going bigger and bigger now yeah. there's uh there's literally nothing to stop you from you know getting some guests on and getting a few of you together like some of your old competition buddies and doing a podcast together that'd be awesome yeah what are some of your final thoughts for today's episode why has it been important to talk about this today I just I think it's still underrated as a sport um I think like like you said like people still think of pom-poms and stuff and it's not put out there enough and you know, like it is for all abilities and it is great. And it's, it's even if it's just to do it to keep active, because there are non-competitive teams out there as well, I should probably mention that you can just join and just cheer once a week and do it for fun. Um, competitive side can be quite stressful, but it is fun at the same time. But yeah, just it's just to get it out there, really. For all ages as well, I think some teams start from the youngest two. Um, 
which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, just to get it out there a little bit more and, and inspire more people to hopefully let's give that a go, you know. Let's do it. And the bottom line is as well is that it doesn't take much to just give it a go. Like if you've got yeah. a little learn at home who, you know, we've got we've just gone through or we're going we're still I mean we're still going through the pandemic. We've yeah. just gone through a really tough time at the moment where people have just been cooped up in the houses all the time. Mm. You know, if you if you're bored of your child, get rid of them at cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, like, you know, parents have been wondering, like, you know, how can they get their kids more mm. more like socially involved with people? I mean, let's be honest, some of these kids have, you know, have had to go through like two years of either yeah. staying at home or just being homeschooled, not really seeing friends, not really seeing anybody like that from schools. And it'd be good to, it's a, it's a, from what you've said, it sounds like a really good way to get them socially active again with yeah. different groups. Yeah, it's it's a there's a massive social aspect to it. Honestly, the people you step out onto that floor with um, are, are your family. I had a friend at one point who was, she was 13 and I was, I think, 21 because she was my flyer and you have to trust, you know, a flyer for people who don't know people who get lifted. Um, and you have to trust them she has to she had to trust me to catch her and we just became really good friends and we still talk um she, she left before I did but we still talk a lot and it, there's a social app there's definitely a social aspect to that it, like traveling to competitions is a good fun as well like and that's something different like that used to be my holiday for me as a kid because my mum would be like well, I can't afford to go on holiday because you're doing a cheerleading competition I mean I would want to say one thing it's not cheap but like it's you know that was our holiday but that was the best thing in the world for me when I was a kid I was like, yeah, this is my holiday. This is brutal. And that maybe that's what people mm. need to try out. And I, and I think mm. if if there's anybody at home that just thinks that they, they might want to get their kid into something, you know, a little bit different or, you know, just getting them something that's socially active, getting like a really good form of exercise, as Deborah's put in the comments, it's, it is great yeah. for exercise. If, um, you know, if a parent wants, or parent or guardian, sorry, are thinking about, different ways to get their kids active in a fun environment in a socially good environment then maybe go down this route maybe give it yeah. a go like there's nothing stopping you from just giving it a try and yeah. if you know child doesn't like it then they don't have to go again yeah, it's fine exactly. you can just give it a go though because you never know they might they might mm -hmm. actually enjoy it and they might have found yeah. something there that you know they'll take with them like yourself just through through their life yeah uh, i've i've made memories of chilies and i'll never forget um, even if I never did it again, um, which I doubt would ever happen. Well, it will happen one day, obviously, but I, at the moment I doubt it would happen. But if I was to be like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore, I've still got memories and I've got friends that have done it for like a year and they were like, but it's, it's the year I'll never forget. And that's a nice segue, actually, into this final part, really. What a great show it's been, though, to be fair. It's been really great. Like, it's a bit of an insight into the the cheerleading world as well. Like, as, as I said from the get-go, I had no idea like that this was like a thing in the UK. I always assumed that it was just over in the US or maybe other parts of like different countries or whatever, yeah. but I've just never heard anything about this in the UK. And this, obviously what you've just said there about, you know, uh, not giving up and things like that mm -hmm. does lead us on to this next bit, which is at the end of every episode, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote. And I'm just wondering if you've got a quote for us today. I do. It is. Whenever you think about giving up, remember why you started. I was told this by my coach once, and well, sort of. Um, 
And it just means like when you think about giving up, really think about where you started and why you're here and why you're in the moment. And if maybe if you still think about if you still want to give up, then maybe it is the right time to give up. If you're then really thinking about why I started, why am I here? And and then you're like, actually, no, I don't want to. Then don't. You know, you're going to get times, not just in cheerleading, but in life where it's going to be hard. And don't just give up on that first hurdle. Obviously, if it's making you really miserable, then and you can give up, then give up. But like, it, it's just not. But especially in Chile, then there are going to be training sessions where it's really hard, and you everything's going wrong. I've had training sessions more than once where every single thing is going wrong, and you're just like, I want to give up. Like, what's the point? But then I sit there and go, This is why I'm here. This is why I started. Then I come I back love, next week. <laughs> I love that. I lo- absolutely love that quote. Uh, and it is, it is good. And Simon, uh, Simon's commented as well. Great quote and smashing interview. Very well done. And Deborah is also commenting saying, like the quote, which, yeah, it's yeah. such a good quote. And it is true as well. If you do feel like, you know, that you, that you aren't going to do it anymore, why did you start it in the first place? Question that. And if, for example, those things don't align, then fair enough. But if if they do if they do align if you do remember why and it does relight that fire a little bit then maybe you can just find that spark to keep going yeah definitely yeah aaron's also comments are saying good quote marie and that then takes us to the end of the show have you had fun yeah i have been good fun thank you good thank you so much for coming on the show you are now free to say your goodbyes Bye guys. Thanks for watching. Just, um, I, I don't know if they're all watching, but I think Aaron and Simon's watching from Regional One. They're really good friends of mine. So say hi. Yeah, well, uh, Simon's been watching all the way through because he's been leaving comments all the way through, and Aaron's just yeah. left a comment now. So I think yeah. Aaron was like a secret watcher. I think he's yeah, he just, just like, left a comment right at the end. It's it like, cheers, like Aaron. Aaron. It's all right. It's just Aaron all over. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I was like, cheers, Aaron. Like, you just wait until the end of the interview to give a comment. Look at you, Aaron. You. (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Marie. Hello to Simon, Aaron, obviously from Region 1. I'm unsure if everybody else is watching. Uh, But guys, you you probably will remember Regional 1. They came on the show as well. So, yeah, you know, they'll be back as well. Secrets, secrets, but they'll be back. (laughs) <laughs> they don't know yet. We've not we've not finalized everything. <laughs> but yes, uh, you are now free to say goodbye. See you later. Bye. Bye bye. And there we go. That was the end of the show. Thank you so much to everybody who has dropped a comment, who has you know given a cheeky little like and given it a share and whatever. But thank you so much for participating in this show and just be being absolutely awesome as usual. Thank you so much for listening at home. That's it. That's the end. We're at the end of October. Oh my God. That is correct. We are at the end of October. What a great month we have had. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And I've got an amazing November plan for you as well. My name is Margaret Rye. And when I don't do this, I run a life coaching business called MW Coaching. It is a way for you to learn the tools to step out of your own way and to stop beating yourself up because you are you deserve more. You are better than what you think you are. If you want to step out of your own comfort zone, if you want to walk away from that inner saboteur, and if you want to hush those little voices in your head that tell you that you're not good enough, then all you have to do is get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me on my email. It's marcus at spillit.uk. 
And if you have any questions about tonight's show or any of the shows that I've done so far, if you want to come onto the show, then that is the email that you will get in touch with me and you can come on the show. You can also get in touch with me over on Instagram and Twitter. All you have to do is just follow spillit underscore Marcus and you'll see my profile up on there. And all the links to my other social medias are found on my website at www.spillit.uk where you'll be able to find everything that I do on there, including supporting me by joining the official Patreon. Hey, you could go and do that. That's pretty cool. Two pounds a month. That's it. All you have to do is head over to this billet website. If you uh, click on the button that says become an official supporter, that will direct you to the Patreon site and you can sign up to Patreon on there. Two pounds per month. That is it. And you can support the work that I do here. It does give you some goodies as well. You get like extra discount off merch. Uh, you get some like little pin, uh, pin badges sent in the post. You get like a monthly postcard from me saying, oh, hey, with like a little teacup on and all that lot and just like a bit of an update. You also get like a sneak peek access to all of the upcoming episodes. And also you get to try, well, you get to sometimes have a one-to-one -one with the guests that I've got coming up as well. So there you go. All more reasons to join the official Patreon. Just head over to the website and click it. You don't have to. You know, I don't feel like you have to. You know, sometimes just sending me love is enough. I feel it. Feel the love out there. <laughs> anyway, that is enough from me. Thank you so much for listening and for watching. It has been an absolute pleasure. And until we spill it again, it's bye for now. <laughs>